You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you today. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well, thank you, Richard. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. What's been up? Uh, what's been happening in your world, Joe? <laughs> well, I've been I've been pondering something that I suspect other people ponder as well, which is hospitality to tradies. So here's here's the context. A while ago, I was listening to the radio. I don't often listen to radio chat, but there was this lady on there who was talking about her grandma, her nana, who when she had tradies, she would provide like their meals for the day. So lunch. <laughs> morning tea, afternoon tea, and, and this nana swore by how that, you know, you saw an increase in productivity through, you know, the, the men being well-fed or women if they were tradies or women. Anyway, <laughs> so that got into my head and I thought, all right, I've got some tradies coming. And then I really got a crisis of confidence because I was they now at the building my deck territory of, of, of the Renault and I just was like, oh, do I offer them tea or coffee? They always don't want that because it's too hot. Mm. So then do I bake them a cake? I thought, oh, that's just crumbly. Anyway, I just thought this must be a challenge that people have all the time. And so I thought I'd talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when you had your Renaults done, did you like offer your tradies food or you just leave them to it? Uh, I sort of sounded that out a little bit at the start, you know, Ah, oh, smart order or something, but um, no, I I think um, they they were happy to chat, but they were a bit of a different breed. How when it comes to like you know when you get here and we've got they got their their mothers. They always had a few cans of mother to get going in the morning. <laughs> Energy drink. <laughs> they go to for a pie. And they 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 generally happy to. They, I think they felt physical and sweaty and dirty and they just wanted to be in the zone. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and eating and drinking was a bit of their downtime, away time. So Yeah, okay. I certainly didn't feel any expectation there. Yeah, yeah well, I ended, up, I ended up making a chocolate slice at the end of last week. I thought I'm going to take a Friday approach because Friday's yeah. one of my rest days. And I thought, well, Friday's the end of their week. They've had a big week. I'll make some slice. Um, and so I ended up because my mum had said to me, are you going to make them something? And I thought, okay, yeah, mum's asking me now, so I should really think about it. Okay. And um, hospitality, here we go. So I made them some slice. And then it was amazing how awkward I felt. I was like, do you guys want some slice? <laughs> it was just so, was, it sounds so basic, but I was, and they ended up having two pieces each, which I felt very, a flush of success with. I was like, yep, that, that was a win. So I've decided to employ the Friday afternoon strategy yeah is i think yeah and even just you're describing that yeah that they're happy otherwise just getting their own lunch and whatnot but maybe a treat in the afternoon on a friday could could be could be good i think you've hit the right spot there yeah Mm. i can imagine a grandmother doing it because a grandmother would be like all right this is how it's going to be boys (laughs) (laughs) you will sit down at my table and eat the food i provide (laughs) yes now but you and me it, I think what you've got done there is, is great. Yeah. Anyway, so if you've had um, success with providing hospitality to your tradies, do talk to me. <laughs> or if you are a tradie, we would. Uh, or yeah, that's true. If you are a tradie, as well. <laughs> uh, it did. It did make me um, 
realize how much it, uh, anyone who's entering someone else's home to do a job has to navigate each different person's style. They must just be really good at that. <laughs> anyway, what about you, mate? What have you been up to? Oh, I thought I'd share with you and the, uh, the listeners a uh, cleaning tip. I, I think our show has been a little bit light on cleaning tips, Joe, over the years. But um, It's a good point. <laughs> um, but I, Jen saw this on the internet and then I tried it out and it was worked really well. And so I think it's worth sharing. And that is okay. um, how to clean cast iron kind of things. You know, so Ooh. you got home, uh, we've got a cast iron grill that we sit over the top of our gas hot plates to give a bit of an indoor sort of, yeah, uh, cast iron sort of grilled, nice. yeah, smoky kind of uh, experience, but often gets very hard to clean. Cook bacon or sausages or grilled vegetables or even uh, whatever it might be. And so um, what has worked really well is cooking salt. So cooking salt, it's a bit coarser than table salt. Uh-huh. It's abrasive, but also, you know, it's only sodium chloride. There's no, you know, it's not chemically sort of thing. And uh, yeah, it, 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 I'm surprised how well it works. So you just, no matter how crusty and disgusting this cast iron is, sprinkle a generous amount of, uh, of cooking salt on there, scrub it off with a, with a brush or a scrubber, and it just goes super clean, really well. Lots of grease comes wow. off. Rinse it off. It's all done. Yep. To, a year ago, I was soaking. I was, you know, strong detergents in the laundry tub that sort of thing wow i'm all all done it's just salt and a bit of a scrub there you go you're sounding like a new man (laughs) (laughs) there's a little bit of joy a little bit of pleasure yep yeah uh, cleaning this up well so that's my cleaning tip do you have any cast iron appliances i I do i have some cast iron and actually i probably wouldn't say i've ever gotten anywhere near soaking or anything perhaps i don't cook enough with it but um (laughs) I am going to remember that. And it makes sense of something my dad used to do when he would have grease or oil on his hands. He would pick up a bit of dirt from the ground and just scrub it into his hands as he washed oh, yeah. his hands. Yeah. It's just that abrasive particles taking off the oil and whatnot. Yeah. Fascinating. So uh, there you go. Cleaning tip from Homegrown Faith. I hope that's uh, helpful for everyone. Yeah. I have uh, to say, we live really exciting lives, Richard. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. People are excited. But anyway, yes, the real excitement, of course, is in the Bible. As we, of course, uh, of course. What have you yes. been reading in the Bible, Joe? Uh, I've been working my way through the Psalms, as you'd know, and I'm up to Psalm 65. And I read something that when I first read it, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I realized it directly applied as a word of comfort for me specifically today. So I just thought I'd tell that moment. So Psalm 65 is a Psalm of David, and it, it starts with a, a message of praise. And so you're reading it and it's, it's wonderful praise to God. And then this is what it says from verse nine. You care for the land and water it. You, rich it. you enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For it's for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks and valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. So it's this amazing picture of abundance and David describing how the Lord is sovereign over the creation such that um, the grasslands are flowering and animals um, are glad, like flocks are glad. And it's quite an agricultural image. And 
I had just heard the announcement of the El Nino and I have very strong childhood memories and and young adult memories of drought and El Nino is always part of that discussion. Um, And now my brother's taken over our farm, so I was just thinking about him and drought and 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 just wondering what the next season will be like because the news articles were talking about looking forward to a dry season and fire season etc and they're quite dire and then i read this psalm and i thought oh yeah that's good god provides water and then i thought about it a bit more and i thought ah oh, this is exactly the psalm i needed today because um mum and dad always prayed about rain but this was just another reminder to me that that god is is sovereign over the waters and he's sovereign over the land that um, gets rain at its season and out of, and and doesn't and so yeah I just found it very comforting actually to remember God's sovereignty over the water yeah yeah no, I, I can understand that as well mm. um, I mean not that I've grown up on the land like mm. you have but I, just this morning it was a hot day I was watering mm. uh, some little native grasses and things uh, out the front of my place and mm. uh, yeah this this would be a good passage with some good verses to remember next time i'm out um watering enriching it abundantly Mm. um, this is god's provision for um yeah for us in creation yeah yeah, and it's such a it's such a there's so much narrative around climate and and i think I, i just find it helpful to be reminded that god is ultimately in control when i feel so helpless around some elements of the of the weather. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, so that was very encouraging. Yeah, great. Great to have the uh, the Bible, you know, daily Bible reading, God bringing the words that you need to hear at that moment. So. Yeah, so good. So good. <laughs> uh, what about you, mate? What have you been reading? Uh, well, I read uh, yeah, I read a really good book called uh, Humility, The Joy of uh, Self-Forgetfulness ah. um, by the Dane Ortland. Yes. Wait, not Dane Ortland. Um Gavin? Uh, Gavin Orland. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so um, this came about because our church did a what we call Big Ideas Night on pride and humility. And um, this was one of the books recommended by uh, uh, by the speakers. In fact, Sam Morris, who I think you listen to our po- podcast at times, said this is a, a book worth reading. He gave a, a really good review. And so mm. I, thought I got into that. The reason I got into it, was a particular um, some things he said about um, the connection between pride and burnout. So some of this, uh, one of the chapters is about um, leadership and pride and burnout. Um, and so um, I thought, oh, that's something I love to. I love thinking about reading, learning about burnout. And so here's another resource that I can uh, mm. go and look at. But um, yeah, so great little quote there, just um, from uh, from the author. Here is uh, we find that. Um, yes, a related temptation is to try to to do all the work ourselves. This is a recipe for burnout, and it stems from pride. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I may have worked that out by myself, but it was a very good thing <laughs> to point that out. Um, so loving that. The thing I actually share that one of the, 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 the one of the things that struck me from um, this book was actually the author's humility, and this mm. so a little section about um, and, and and lack of envy uh, of others. So. Uh, it's written by um, Ray Gavin Orland, but his Dane brother Dane wrote um, another book. So I'll just read the little quote that he writes in. This is in 
uh, Gavin's book, Humility, The Joy of Self-Forgiveness. He said, um, my brother Dane recently wrote an outstanding book, I'm guessing you've heard of it, entitled Gentle and Lowly. Hopefully by this point you've picked up on the fact that I'm not Dane. But if you bought this book because you thought I was him, I'm glad you've made it this far. <laughs> by, God's by God's grace, I don't think I've ever particularly struggled with envy over the success of Dane's book, but I wanted to make sure early on that I wouldn't get anywhere near envy because I thought it might be a temptation. So I made a practice every time I heard about how God had used Dane's book to pray that God would use it even more. I can pray this sincerely because it is such a fantastic book. Every time I hear about how many copies have been sold, I pray even more will sell. I pray that the book will keep on selling until every person on earth has five copies and then we can start shipping them into outer space to bless the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really like that because I did get a bit confused about whether how Gavin and Dane was related. There's another Orland out there in the writing world as well. and But he just embraced, took that right on, lots of humility, humor, and a great model for just praying for the success uh, the, yeah, the mm. complications of his mm. uh, brother's book. And so mm. that just stuck with me yeah, from, from this one. And it, it would be such a, um, as you said, every time I hear about how many editions are published, he's... He's navigating that for himself because he's publishing as well. And um, I love that example. I just love when people model the principle they're teaching so effectively that you go, oh, I can definitely implement that. Like as you were reading the, the mm. passage, I thought, yeah, there are things where if someone's an excellent team leader, envy is a temptation for me and I want to be praying, yeah, Lord, let's – I want to see that team leadership flourish mm. for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a good habit. Yeah, anytime, um, yeah, you hear about uh, ministry fruitfulness somewhere, mm -hmm. um, as a reflex, yeah, pray and give thanks and pray for it to grow even more. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, good way to combat envy, it's, which is connected to pride. Yeah. yeah. So it's a short book, is it? Yeah, a short book. No, I read it in a couple of hours, I think. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so doable. And uh, works as an audio book, I think, for uh, okay. audio book listeners. Um, but, I mean, as we discovered, as we yeah, got involved, put on those uh, big ideas for men and women on pride and humility, that's a pretty much a universal thing. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're a, uh, an, a loud person or a quiet person or ambitious or not ambitious or successful in the eyes of the world or not successful in the eyes of the world. Pride is something we've, we're all dealing with. Yeah, yeah. different manifestations. So, um, yeah, I definitely uh, recommend this book. Oh, so good. I'll definitely, uh, yeah, I think I started it but didn't get far in, so I'll have to have to give it another go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get into stuff on leadership in church. That, that'd be great as well. That'll be good. Yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah. it's been good to chat, mate. Yeah, um, it, uh, likewise, I hope, um, yeah, I hope there's a bit of rain comes through uh, <laughs> on the property. And, and yeah. Your, uh, your the progress on the deck goes well. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Look forward yeah, to, good to uh, talk. Oh, we have talked about what did we talk about, Joe? Cleaning we tips. talked about, yep, cleaning tips, salt. <laughs> on, the, on the chocolate slice, yep. Psalm 65, and the water of God, God watering the world. And, yeah. Uh, humility. Humility. Uh, humility by Gavin Ortland. By Gavin, not Dane Ortland. Yeah. Anything by the Ortlands? Pretty good. Good chance. Yeah. And and thanks for the shout outs from um Amy and Irene and others who are, you know, taking time to encourage us in the podcast. We love to hear from people. So you could flick us an email at um homegrownfaith at hunterbiblechurch.org if you'd like to, if you have any questions. 
yeah, we're very encouraged to hear people are growing and being encouraged in their faith by the podcast. So thanks for that, team. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, talk to you next time, Joe. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.